Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We are going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline and join our NHL insider, John Shannon, for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Hello, John. How are you? I am great, Bob. How are you doing? Oh, I'm not bad. Are you still in Ontario or are you back out in, uh, uh, down by Penticton there? No, no, I'm uh, still in Ontario. Beautiful summer day here. Just, uh, you know, li- living living the high life. You know that. Well, that's that's what we've heard about you. Tell me this. <laughs> uh, give me your overall assessment. Uh, the order is adding uh, Matthias Yamark, who's going to join us just after 1 o'clock Edmonton time today. From I believe he's back in Sweden. Uh, but just a, a, a thought on the overall body of work of Ken Holland here and the order's management team. Well, I, I, I think that they they did what they needed to do with the key free agents, their own free agents, being Kane and Kulak. I think that was smart. Uh, the addition of Jack Campbell is one of those ones where I think that uh, there's a lot of people that believe that, that Campbell, even though they might think that the term is a little too long, Campbell is going to be a solid answer as a number one goaltender. The one thing I can tell you in, in, in talking to people in and around the both the Kings and the Maple Leafs is there wasn't a more beloved teammate than Jack Campbell. Uh, he's one of those guys that uh, every one of the guys that he played with would go to the wall for and uh, that's I think that's an important part when you play a team game and uh, the expectation over 82 regular season games and then four rounds of playoffs is you you have to have that loyalty to your goaltender and he certainly has loyalty to uh, to his teammates so that's that's a, a real positive I like the addition of Yanmark let's face it he's a bottom six forward um, he, he's versatile uh, and uh, without uh, getting into the drinking game Bob we know that Kenny Holland drafted him in Detroit and he's very familiar with him uh, and knows what he can do. He's got good speed. He can. He can. He still has some upside offensively, and I think it's an improvement. I, I truly believe that there's some consistency that Yanmark will bring uh, to this team. That uh, that certainly is a positive. So I, I like what he did. Do you think that Ken Holland's done, or could you foresee the order still adding another forward? And people say, well, wait a sec here. You got three restricted free agents. Now, one's going to be relatively easy to deal with, and that's Ryan McLeod. He doesn't have arb rates. Yep. Uh, if I'm his agent, I just do a one-year quick and easy deal because I want, in, I want to get in on the arb rights with uh, McLeod in a year from now if I'm the agency. So that's, that's going to happen. And then the order is pretty much, if you look at the math, John, they might have to make a decision between Yamamoto and Poliarvi, or have they even had the decision made for them? Uh, both guys probably coming in somewhere between 2.6 and 3.3 million uh, in terms of if they went to potential ARB. So 
knowing that, uh, could you foresee one of those guys getting moved and potentially another forward getting signed? Well, I can't see Yamamoto being moved, that's for sure. Uh, I think yeah. that uh, every time he's on the ice, he proves that he's a, a valuable member of this hockey club. Uh, I, I do think, and I, I mean, it's it's no great secret. It's It was well documented. I do I can see Pugliarvi moving on. Uh, and I think that that would open up another spot, another player, another position for a player that could help this hockey club. Do I know who that is? No. Um, but, I, I, you know, there was a point where I really believed that Connor Brown was coming to Edmonton, um, Bob, but I guess the price was for for the, the price for the salary was just too high for a guy on a one-year deal. You just nailed it right there. The price for the salary. That, that's the thing that people have to factor in, right? Yeah. You're, you're dealing with a cap and there's a price. And I got news for you. If As the Oilers continue to improve as an organization, you're going to lose players along the way because of the salary cap. Well, you know, all you have to do really is look at Look at the teams in the last 15 years that have won multiple Stanley Cups. There is always attrition. There is always transition. You know, look what the Penguins had to, who, who they had to move on from. Look at the Blackhawks, how they had to move on from players. This is a, you know, this is not a hockey, this is natural business. And this happens all the time, not just in sports, but it happens you know, in every tower in, in downtown Edmonton, and it happens on Bay Street, and it happens on Wall Street. Things change constantly, and you have to keep you have to keep fresh. And sometimes it's not very much fun. And sometimes, um, you know, you have to you have to take the personal side out of it and the, the loyalty side out of it in order to try to pr- improve the hockey club. Uh, and that's what that's what managers are paid to do to make those tough decisions. So from that perspective, I, I, you know, I look at I look at the, the you know what they had to do with with a guy that was a bit of a fan favorite and was out there hitting all the time was Josh Archibald. At a certain point, it just didn't work. At a certain point, as as every time he was in the lineup, you know, they, he he led the team in hits. But it it was somebody that you know in the long run because of the what it was going to cost him to keep him you know they had to move on from and Zach Cassian that's a move well, on. I, but yeah, yeah and that's right I mean are you he's I a cap casualty sure he is sure he is and and they're by the way Bob I think if we could sit down and go through all 32 teams and say up oh, cap casualty up oh, cap yep. casualty up oh, cap casualty we could do that with every team it's just that you know when when you're a fan of a certain team and you uh, you you're focused on just that one team and not the other 31. Then you realize uh, how special a certain player could be, how popular a player can be. But uh, I, I think, uh, and I think it was inevitable that Zach had to leave, just for that very reason. Well, you, you know, you look at the Anaheim Ducks as an example, a team that might make sense for Yessa Pulyarvi, but there was a price point for them decisions on Sonny Milano and Sam Steele, and some people were surprised those guys didn't get qualified. But that's because they had somewhat compelling cases, arm-wise. And conversely, the same thing happened to Josh Archibald to get to Edmonton. Uh, yep. You know, the Coyotes elected, uh, you know, not to qualify him, and that opened up the mechanism in the window for the orders to bring him in on a one-year deal. That's just the, the Anaheim one. The Anaheim one's an interesting one, Bob, simply because this management group did not trade for or draft those two players. Right. And so Pat Verbeek has no loyalty to Sonny Milano. Pat Verbeek has no loyalty to Sam Steele. 
um, and, 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 was, and was given permission by ownership to start from scratch. So that's what he's doing. He's starting from scratch. Uh, and, and, you know, there might be a time that they regret not keeping Sam Steele. You know, and, and, but I think there's also people, in, and I know that he's got family in the Edmonton area, but, uh, you know, there are people that said that Sam did not deliver uh, what was expected of him, but he's, he's not very old, and you have to be patient with some guys in certain situations, and, and that Pat Verbeek was given license that he didn't have to be patient. Um, all right, switching focus, Nazem Kadri. Now, you know Lou yeah. Lamarillo. Very well. All right. So is it possible the Islanders are quietly in on this guy? Or is it Colorado trying to, you know, move land and water to find a way to re-sign him, which would probably mean, you know, trading uh, maybe a defenseman at some point out of Colorado. They got an extra. Right now they got eight D-man under contract. Or what do you think is going on with Nazem Kadri? Well, um... Listen, whoever, I mean, I, I think there are the three teams that have to be discussed in all this. You're, you're right about the Islanders. You're right about Colorado. Uh, we know that Calgary has kicked tires on them, but obviously uh, the interest in going to Calgary at this point is not at the same level uh, for Kadri because uh, I would think uh, that he would be signed by now if it was Calgary. Um, but both Colorado... Uh, and the Islanders have to move guys in order to get him under the cap. That's the issue. Um, and, and, you know, there are lots of teams out there in the position of being, but you're allowed to be 10% over now, over the cap. Uh, but, you know, I think that, I think Lou would love to have Nazem Kadri. I think Lou would love to have him. But he has to f find a way financially to, to get him under the 82-5. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Any thoughts on Nino Niederreiter? Do you think he's a fallback for teams that don't get Kadri? Oh, I think there's a huge drop-off from Kadri to Nino. I, I, I agree, but, you know. Like a huge drop-off. I, I, you, know, you know what, I... You know that's it's it's there the two guys. I'm not. I don't want to cast dispersions on on Niederreiter, but Niederreiter is now just a he's a role player now. You know, he, he, remember he was an Islander once already. I don't think he's going to go back. Right. Um, you know, the two guys I'm shocked about are obviously Kadri and John Klingberg. You know, that to me is that that's fascinating about what's happened with Klingberg too, because. And perhaps that's pointing in, in the way that Jim Nil can get him back in, under contract in Dallas at, at, a, at, a, at a reasonable number as well, right? Yeah, it's been interesting to watch. Uh, some news in the TV world today, John. Ed Olchuk ends up in Seattle. Your thoughts? Uh, not surprised. Um, uh, the, uh, I think that... Uh, you know the the changing of the guard in Chicago in the last two or three weeks. Uh, I think Eddie got that indication. Uh, I think that uh, I think Eddie wanted to maintain some level of local attachment. I think he loved working for the Blackhawks, but now that Pat Foley's gone, his loyalty's gone there. Uh, J.T. Brown uh, was a good experiment. I'm not sure it worked. Uh, Ed Olchek's uh, top of the heap. 
And let's remember one other thing. He's the second old chick to work in the organization. Yeah. Uh, you know, brother Ricky is the assistant general manager there. And so as soon as, as soon as Eddie became a free agent, I'm sure that that phone call brother to brother uh, started to make sense. And, you know, Ron Francis, Todd Lightwicky, Victor DeBonis all got on the heap and to try to improve what's going on in Seattle. It's a good idea. I think it's a brilliant idea to get somebody like that in that market. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so how many of the uh, how, how many of the uh, management teams have reconvened right now at this time at the lake? That's a good question um, because I, I, I mean it's such a it's still such a strange summer. I think people have you know with the fact that uh, the draft was on the seventh, the free agency was the thirteenth. I think people did take some time to get away, uh, but I would not be surprised to see teams back at it as early as next week uh, before they take another long weekend in the first week in August. I because I, I, I just think that. You know, there are teams that need to get under the cap. There are need teams that need to tweak their rosters. I think this is going to be a summer of a trade a week and a signing a week between now and training camp starting. Could you foresee a scenario where somebody offer sheets a player? That, I, I'm, I'm in, I, I don't have my calendar in front of me. That, that time is coming up soon. Um, honestly, I just... You know, I, I I don't think so at this point. I don't think there's anybody out there in that group of the restricted free agents to that, that would would jump out at me that I would be prepared to. And 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 I say that in terms of if I wanted to to take an RFA and overpay for him, that I would be prepared to give up four first round picks. Is there any? I, is Bob, there any four first first round picks? First round picks are so valuable. Right. So valuable. We now know, you know, what's the what's the price of a first round pick? Six, seven million dollars. Yeah, that's the value of them. So why why are you why are you screwing them up? Don't. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Let's let's assume Calgary doesn't get Calgary. They got Kachuk. Is it possible he doesn't start the season with the Flames? I don't think so. I, I think he's a Calgary Flame. I think that they have to. They, I don't think that they can. I don't think they can get down to that bare bones without Goudreau and Kachuk for October the twelfth. I, I just don't see that. I, on a, I just do not see that. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. That, 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 that doesn't. That, I mean, that, the Battle I, of Alberta I, 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 would not be the same without Matt. You know what? To me, the, the Battle of Alberta is always going to survive, but it's got a, it's got, it would have a completely different dimension. I know Goodrow's a hell of a player, but it's completely different if Kachuk isn't in Calgary. Agreed? Yeah, yeah. At this point, yeah, but but I think the, you know, I, I think what you said was the key thing is it's it's going to survive any player at any time. But uh, the Flames, the Flames need to find a way. Uh, to, to keep Matthew Kachuk happy, if that is even possible. You know, if that's even possible. The fact that he's not going to arbitration means that, you know, they're going to they're gonna accept the offer and, you know, six or 12 months from now, are we going to be talking about Kachuk like we talked about Goodrow? That's crazy to think of what uh, could potentially Isn't happen it? there. Isn't it? Yeah, All right, John. Terribly crazy. John, great stuff. Thanks for your time. 
Have a great day, Bob. You bet. That is John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hmm. Brendan Escott and myself are going to discuss Matthew Kachuk when we come back in Oilers Now. Reminder, all season long, the Oilers Now injury report is brought to you by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, it's just simple. They're the best. They get you unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. All right, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. How big of a loss would it be for the Battle of Alberta if the Flames had to punt on Kachuk? What do you think, Brendan? Crazy or what? Yeah, that would devastate. I, like, there's, there isn't a Battle of Alberta without Cassian and Kachuk in the fold, right? We've already lost Cassian. I know that it could be kept alive with the likes of Kachuk playing down the queue. And Evander Kane, now that you got Kane. For sure, absolutely. Right? And, the, and his willingness to engage with Kachuk, particularly in that playoff series, was awesome to watch. But you don't have the anti-hero, then there's no storyline there. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Kachuk, 42 goals, 104 points, shot the lights out at 17% this year, plus 57. I mean, he had an unbelievable season. There's no question about it. He's a restricted free agent as we speak. Jason Robertson is also an RFA from Dallas. He had 41 goals, 79 points. He had a 19% shooting percentage. Jesper Bratt is an RFA with the New Jersey Devils. The word is they're trying to dump a contract. Uh, 26 goals, 47 points, 73, or uh, 26 goals, 73 points. And uh, you know what's interesting? Just about Bratt in New Jersey. I wonder what happens with Miles Wood. Like, New Jersey took Miles Wood to arbitration to drop his salary. They can only drop it by 15%. He'd get with Pink 85%, and he's had some hip issues. I've always liked Miles Wood. You know that, Brendan, over the years. I'm going to be intrigued. Like, they've, you know, they went and signed Tatar. We talked about Tatar a couple of years ago. That's before the Oilers got Hyman. I mean, they got the better player. Hyman was a better player than Tatar. Um, now Edmonton has Kane. I, I, I just, I look at a guy like Wood. I'd have a little bit of time for him because he can skate and he's tough. I'd have time for him. I'm not, you know, I'm now going to give you a total curveball. So put on your thinking hats and tell me what you think in Texas on the Ashley Fine Flores tax line. You want to take a swing on a guy? What if you could get a guy at like one year at $1 million that's had six 30-goal seasons in the NHL? Would you do it? 34 years of age, Phil Kessel. He only shot at 5% last season. He had a brutal plus-minus, which will scare off a lot of people, minus 24. He still had 52 points playing in the desert. If the agency called you up and said, I think Wade Arnott uh, represents uh, Phil Kessel. If they called you up and said, hey, um, any interest? One million, he's a right wing. You might be losing a right winger here. You might have to trade one. 
If you could get him at a million or 1.25, would you contemplate looking at that as a, as, as a guy? Or would you think it's too risky or not the right guy? You tell me. Text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Brendan, what do you think? Phil Castle, Phil Thrill. Yeah, I think that his, what you would get for him, the value at that contract, I think that there'd be a lot of room for that. And, and maybe as a, a power play specialist, if there's some gas left in that tank, I'd be very curious to see what more he could do than some other options. Yeah, and I know that he had some ugly defensive metrics. I know that. So you don't have to educate me on um, this text comes in from Wild Bill. He says, you take Phil Kessel in an absolute heartbeat, no-brainer addition, huge top six upside. Um, again, you can text us 780-496-0063. This text comes in, why would Kachuk or Kadri or any other big-ticket free agent want to sign long-term in Calgary? Their mayor just kneecapped their new arena with her climate extortion chicanery. And there are uh, online rumors circulating. That's a big reason why Goodrell left money on the table and signed in Columbus. Because they don't have a new arena? Uh, okay. Uh, Coach Mike says, Bob, were Flames fans feeling sorry for us during the decade of darkness? Probably not. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Todd and Troshu says, Bob, we have already missed out on the guy we should have grabbed, David Perron. Well, you couldn't have Kane and Perron, okay? Perron went for $4.75 million. Kane went for $5.125 million. Kane's younger, faster, tougher. Perron's a real smart, crafty player. My guess is St. Louis got to two years at $4 million per for Perron, and he went to Detroit for $4.75 he t- for an extra $750,000. Hmm. Interesting. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Oh, wow. Um, Uncle Milt has texted me to say, Bob, I would take Phil Kessel. Uh, I saw Kessel a lot when uh, we were uh, down in Phoenix. I would take him in a heartbeat if the price point was a million. I mean, he's made $90 million in his NHL career. I think he's at the point. He's like Corey Perry. He's a different player than Corey Perry. He's probably a better player. Like, Corey Perry's a fourth-line player right now. Phil Kessel's, I mean, he's, Kessel's a couple years younger than Perry. Uh, Kessel went in the 06 draft, and Perry went in the 03 draft. I, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. What's happened here is a whole bunch of guys have gotten squeezed. Like, some people might say, no, you're better off going after Zach Aston Reese or Michael Raffle. A player like that, I'm just. I think you have. I think you'd have to look at Kessel. And I know there's some ugly defensive metrics in there. Hop in there anytime you want, Brandon. Does he fit on the power play? Because I feel like wherever he goes, that's probably going to be some sort of a priority to him. Now, yeah. winning would be the utmost priority, I imagine. But, you know, does he have a spot on PP1? Because it's not as if there's a bunch of opportunity for PP2 well, on the Oilers. Yeah, so he would. he's he's a, he's a right shot, right? So he'd play on the left side half board. So that's a spot that Nugent Hopkins is at right now. I mean, I don't I mean, that might upset the apple cart too, right? Nugent Hopkins might not be playing center, might be second line left wing. Now, Ryan didn't score a lot of goals in the power play this year. Didn't shoot the puck a lot on the uh, power play. 
again, you can uh, text us, Bob. We are finally building a defensive, uh, responsibly uh, bottom six. Phil Kessel would be a big step back. Uh, we'll, we'll score more goals per game than almost all the other teams. What we ne- need to worry about is keeping pucks out of the net. And that's the argument. Like, that's the argument. You added Yanmark. You can play a two-way game. Um, you know, some people said, well, what about a guy like Raffle, who against the Calgary Flames for the Dallas Stars was a very noticeable player. In fact, he he fought Matthew Kachuk. So, uh, well, we'll wait and see. We're going to have a little bit more uh, open well, – we might even have some open line time coming up at 135. We're going to attempt to negotiate a uh, Zoom call coming up with the Edmonton Oilers' uh, Matthias Janmark after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.